Hello my people and welcome to the fourth episode of the Better Self Show, the podcast where you can find different life tips, different topics related with self-development, philosophy, neuroscience, emotional intelligence, and you name it. Just anything that can help you to become a better person each day, one step at a time. Oh yeah, it feels good to say this. I'm little by little getting getting a little better introduction and a little more confident about this podcast and everything. So thank you so much for being here and I hope that you enjoy this episode today. Uh, we're going to talk finally about neuroscience and neuroscience is very big. I could talk like 200 episodes about neuroscience, but today we're going to do a little introduction on the chemicals of the brain or the neurotransmitters that are very important for the brain functioning. And when you hear the names of them, you probably have heard about them before because they're very very famous and they're like a new thing in science or in neuroscience and it hasn't been like many many years we still discover new things every uh, sometime you know and so I really invite you to stay for this episode because I think you're gonna get some value but before I suggest you I hope and I wish that you follow me on whatever social media you have I probably be on Facebook and Instagram and my name is jorgeam.com also the name of my website okay and this is the better self show uh, that you can find on Spotify iTunes iBox and to be honest I don't know what platform you're gonna find it on because I'm recording before I publish but We'll see. When I get to 10 episodes, I promise I'll, pl I'll publish and you'll get the content. So let's see. Today, like I said, we're gonna be talking about the chemicals of the brain, okay? And just a little introduction, like neuroscience, it's like the science of, of how the mind works, how the brain works. And it's really, really important to, to know a little bit of neuroscience, in my opinion, because we all have a brain. If you're listening to this, you have a brain as well. I do have a brain too. And you know, we use the brain 24-7 and it's really interesting. You know, if you wanna, if you wanna understand life in a different way or if you wanna become a better version of yourself or whatever you want to do with self-development uh, it's really interesting to understand or have a little bit of knowledge on how the brain works okay um, neuroscience is like really really big okay like uh, oh and to be honest I would love I would really love to do a course on just neuroscience okay so I shared with you my dream of doing like video courses and having a membership site okay as long uh, as well as the podcast so if you are interested after this episode for me to do a course on neuroscience please get in touch with me please let me know it would make me really really happy and i will do it just one person gets in touch with me and tells me that uh, they want to see my course i will do it like no matter what uh, it will make me really really happy but anyways uh, before doing the course I'll just give you like a little introduction um, how do I know neuroscience well first and like always I'm not an expert in anything okay so I invite you to judge 
to criticize, to think for yourself, whatever you hear in this episode, okay? My intention is just to bring you like my perspective on it, my map of what I think, uh, of, of what I learned about this topic, and then I invite you to think for yourself. I invite you to philosophize. I invite you to take whatever value you get from this, to connect, to uh, imagine things or whatever, whatever comes to your mind, okay? And get value for yourself. Because I'm not an expert. I haven't studied neuroscience as a career. I haven't read 200 books, okay? But what I have done, and, and this is like the little background that I have with neuroscience, besides studying uh, life coaching that you don't directly learn about neuroscience, but you touch a little bit upon it, uh, I did a course on neuroscience and emotional intelligence, okay? And in that course, I it was like a presential course, and and she the lady was a doctor who worked in a hospital, and she was like, she had a lot of knowledge about neuroscience. When I did that course, I learned so many things that my life changed. I did that course like two years or three years ago, and ever since I haven't been stopped thinking about neuroscience. I remember by the end of the course, I told the teacher that I was uh, happy and I was upset. I was really upset because I just didn't understand how I didn't know about the brain or neuroscience when I was 15. Like, when did I get to know that when I was 26? You know, like my life could have been so much easier if I understood how the brain works when I was little. So I was like, why this topic is not taught in school? You know, why do we have to learn about so many things, but not this so much useful stuff, so much useful information. So like part of the reason that I do this podcast and, the, and part of the purpose is to share all these things that I've learned and you might not know yet, okay? So I hope that you, that you get to know a little bit about uh, this uh, neuroscience thing, okay? So, um, okay, like today I don't wanna talk too much about how the brain functions or like the different regions of the brain. Oh yeah, before I forget, um, I did the course on neuroscience and ever since then I, I want, I've been applying it to my daily life, you know, everything that I learned. I have also read a couple books about neuroscience. I will put them uh, in the notes of this episode, but uh, most of what I learned was from the course and my and me philosophizing about neuroscience and how uh, in daily interactions I saw it playing, okay? And also, just a side note, I will touch on the neurochemicals today, uh, neurotransmitters, but only uh, the top of the iceberg, okay? Only on the surface, because I think that in the future, I will do like one whole episode just for each of the neurotransmitters. And maybe in the farther, farther future, I will do a course on like the whole, the whole thing, okay? So for the neurotransmitters, uh, just think that the, in the brain you have like neurons, okay? And look, I am not an expert, so correct me if I'm wrong. I might say things with the wrong names or whatever, so I wouldn't judge like what I say, or I wouldn't take it like as literal as to what I say, because I'm not a scientist. But uh, what I, but if it brings you some value, like go for it and take the value, okay? So. The neurotransmitters, uh, just imagine that the brain works with like electrical impulses, okay? 
and like uh, in forms of like energy or in forms of neurons or like whatever it, it's in there, you know, uh, neurons communicate with each other, okay? And they do that like so many times, like, like electricity goes like so fast and the communication goes so fast, like, you know, you think of moving your hand or moving your body and like we can do so many things with our brain, okay? So, so the things like there are certain chemicals that, uh, that, you know, like we, that play a part into everyday life and every, and even every moment in life. So like that's why it's important to get to know them, okay? The fourth of them, the four of them that I'm gonna talk about today, it's gonna be uh, dopamine. Of course, I hope that you have heard about dopamine before because it's my favorite one. Oh my God, dopamine is like, oh, so good. Dopamine, then serotonin, uh, or however you pronounce it, serotonin, it's like also, you probably heard about it. Those are the two most famous. And then you have endorphin, and then you have oxytocin, okay? And look, there are way more things in neuroscience than just those, these four chemicals, but uh, they're very, very famous in my opinion, and that's uh, what we're gonna talk about today, okay, very briefly. So dopamine. So dopamine, you can see that's the neurotransmitter that is uh, for motivation or pleasure and pain, okay? Um, you know, it moves us to, to take action or to create habits. And, and the things like dopamine plays a role in in my opinion, okay, in every single second, okay? Like, dopamine, you have to think about neuroscience as uh, with the natural state, okay? With uh, the human being as an animal, all right? And our day I will talk about like this natural state that philosophers has been talked about, but you, you have to think that we are an animal, okay? So for example, like very, very clear example to understand how dopamine works. Every time we eat, we get dopamine, okay? So that is a sign for our minds that tells, so that's a sign that we get from our brain that every time we eat, we feel, let's say pleasure, okay? It's not that we feel pleasure or maybe we do, but things like our dopamine level rise, uh, rises, okay? When we eat. And the things like that is telling our brain, that is telling our body, eating is good for you. So you have to do it, all right? But if you eat too much and you get sick, your dopamine may drop, okay? And you may have low level of dopamine. So like dopamine's constantly like balancing itself out, all right? You eat something that you don't like and the same happens with dopamine. You, you can make your mind about anything, but like food, for example, is like very great example to understand how dopamine works, okay? And the thing is like dopamine helps us to create habits. And habits, it's a big part of neuroscience and how the, we create circuits and how we make strong circuits in our brain, okay? But another day I'll talk about that, okay? Let me not get lost because I get really, really excited when I talk about dopamine, okay? So the things like, uh, you can think any situation, so let's say for example, exercise gives you dopamine, uh, food gives you dopamine, but even uh, dopamine is a way of motivating yourself. So for example, you have probably heard that you should celebrate every time you accomplish something in your life or you should have little celebrations every day or you ha might have been in a course of coaching or whatever and they do clapping all day or you see football teams like getting 
together and like chanting and like let's go let's go let's go just like i say in the end of some episodes okay that's a way of self-generating dopamine so the thing is like dopamine it's like let's say easily you, you can easily generate dopamine if you put your brain into it and if you understand how dopamine works okay so so just remember that dopamine it's the the neurotransmitter that acts for motivation okay and and dopamine uh, it's like very concrete in action okay like the level of dopamine you get comes from milliseconds from seconds all right um so just one little anecdote like uh you probably heard about pavlov's dog and uh, the experiment was it's uh, if you haven't heard don't worry about it it's uh, a dog okay and like pavlov like the scientific the scientific i don't know how what to say but like the science guy okay was doing an experiment and it was uh, he was like uh, giving his dog food all right and uh, he proved so so when we we humans as well you know before we eat you might have heard about the expression of like getting saliva or like um having water in your mouth uh before you eat something all right just when you see something you go to a shop you go to a pastry shop you see like a croissant like a donut like something that you really really like and you want to eat like chocolate or whatever and your mouth might water a little bit before right so what he proved with his experiment that i'm not going to talk about the whole thing is like uh, he proved that every time he instead of like the dog uh, generating saliva before eating he was like ringing a bell and when he rang the bell the dog was generating saliva just by the sound of the bell all right with dopamine all right it has been proved that we actually don't get dopamine when we're eating we get dopamine the moment we are before eating so for example imagine a runner you know just before the finish line just when he sees the finish line, all right? That's when dopamine's getting kicked in, kicked in, kicked in, like really high, all right? Not after he crosses the finish line, all right? And that's kind of interesting to know. And like that, like how you can kind of manipulate your brain to generate dopamine, all right? So just remember, well, I get so excited about dopamine, okay? I promise one day I will do a whole episode on dopamine, okay? But for today, just remember that dopamine, it's like for pain and pleasure, all right? Or like, uh, yeah, for pain and pleasure or for motivation, all right? It does how it works. When you don't like something, your dopamine level drops, all right? So that's telling your brain, hey, next time you find that interaction, don't do it, all right? Um, I don't like I try to improvise an example but like uh, I don't know like for example you it, it happens in everything in, even in social interactions like dopamine is everywhere so let's say you felt bad again with the food when you ate some food you know you got sick before you ate like a fruit and, and then you got sick uh, your brain is telling or your dopamine your brain is telling you hey don't eat that fruit again and and you know but like oh the brain is magical so oh i'll tell you i'll tell you more about that later but let's get to the next one all right serotonin serotonin it's also i been identified with the like the the happiness neurotransmitter or like the happiness like uh, the thing is like serotonin and when you um, re read about neuroscience like 
all of them have a different way of referring to this because in the end um, when we talk like it's for me it's like hard to put words into something that is more energetical or more mystical okay so you might hear serotonin as the happiness you know or like uh, the well-being or like even the reputation all right uh, serotonin it's like for me it's like how you are feeling all right so when you're feeling really really happy you're gonna have high levels of serotonin okay and when you're feeling really really sad you're gonna have low levels of serotonin right a depressive person has low levels of serotonin the thing about serotonin is that uh, it's not that you have higher low levels it's that the the way you produce serotonin increases or decreases okay it's not that you have more or less you always have the same but the let's say the speed of communication between neurons that's what marks the serotonin level that you have so high speed high serotonin uh, low speed low serotonin so for example going back to like uh, exercise for example um, going running or or achieving a, mar a marathon all right you, you've been training for a marathon and and you run and you finish the marathon boom serotonin is level really high not only because of exercise the exercise as well as sex are two of the things that generates all of these four uh, neurotransmitters but I'll tell you about that later so besides of the exercise, you know, achieving a goal makes you feel better. Like, of course, you know, like if you fail, you might feel worse. But if you achieve, uh, like finish the marathon, you're going to feel better. Right. And that's when, because your serotonin level is like rising up. And also, like if you see it in terms of reputation, reputation, uh, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this guy ran a marathon, like, oh, he's so good, you know, like, uh, people are gonna see you even better, right? And the thing is, like, if you go back to the animal state, all right, like, why is serotonin so important? So if you think about neuroscience, like, there's different currents in neuroscience, but like, this one I really like, it's about survivability, all right? Think about, think that our brain is wired, wired inside for us to survive. Okay, so the, the end purpose of life, hey, I give you like, all right, you, you can stop listening to the podcast, I give you your life question, the purpose of life is to survive, and even higher is the survivability of your genes, all right? So in terms of survival, if you think about animals, like who has a better chance of surviving in like a herd, like put monkeys together, you know? It's like, is it gonna be like, the skinny monkey that is not very smart, you know, that is not very sociable or anything, or like the big monkey who is like so confident, he does, he knows how to do so many things, you know? It's like, um, like, it's not like the alpha males are always the ones who survive with their genes or anything, okay? But like what I wanna say is that serotonin is in our brains to for the purpose of us, like, uh, maybe getting uh, a higher probability to get in a state of reproduction. So let's say that, uh, you know, love is an art topic that I want to talk about someday, but like, let's say that uh, you go out to a bar one night and you want to find a partner, okay? Uh, tell me, well, you don't have to tell me, but uh, it's really easy to know that you have a higher probability 
if you are in a better state, if you are feeling better, or if you are happier than you if you are sadder. Does it mean that if you are happy, you're gonna get late? No. Does it mean that if you're sad, you're not gonna get late? No, of course not. But your energy is so much different, okay? And that energy is very, very related with the serotonin level in your body, all right? So again, one more day at uh, one time, I will do a on, uh, episode only on serotonin, okay? And I'll go deeper into everything because I love this topic. But for now, just uh, understand serotonin, that it works, you know, in the, in the speed that you have serotonin. And it's like the, how you're feeling, all right? Like your energy, your feeling of the day or of the week, or like how is your body feeling in a certain situation, in a certain time, okay? Um, all right, and let's move on. Now let's talk about endorphin. Endorphin, it's uh, also like uh, when, when you hear about endorphin, you're probably gonna hear about pain and like the ability of withstand pain, all right? So it's like endorphins like what allow us to go through pain to get to where we want to go. So, and you can also hear that endorphin is also like uh, having morphine or morphine, I don't know how to pronounce that, but morphine in your body to like uh, numb your body so that you can go through pain to get to where you need, all right? So the thing is that, uh, again, you gotta think, or like I invite you to think of the neurotransmitters going back to the animal state, all right? To the natural state of, of, uh, of the humanity, all right? So think about, so think that you are in the jungle and whatever, right? And that uh, an animal goes and attacks you, all right? But you have so much, not only, not only adrenaline, all right, but also endorphin, and you, and the animal goes, to, like a tiger goes to you, boom, attacks you, like rips your uh, part of your leg, you know, but you still keep running, all right, until you're safe, all right, you climb a tree or whatever, and then you're safe. And then you stop, you feel that you're safe, that the animal has gone away, and then you look at your leg, and you find, and you see that your leg is like ripped apart, and you start having so much pain, all right? The reason why you didn't have pain before, it was because of endorphin. Because it, it, it might have happened to you in your life if you've played sports, you know? How when you are in the heat of the moment, you don't really, um, you don't really feel pain. Uh, and then after you finish the game, or after you finish like doing some sport, you actually start feeling the pain because you are so focused on achieving one goal you know, like whatever is playing basketball or football, like whatever it is that your goal is, you're so focused that your body doesn't feel pain, all right? And then you feel pain afterwards. So endorphin, it's like just, I don't know if I can do a whole episode on endorphin, but, but if you want, just, you know, like I always uh, feel invited to ask me questions and to let me know in the comments or in private or jorgeyem.com slash contact and let me know if you also want a whole episode on endorphin and of course so go back to the animal most important thing sex all right reproduction so endorphin also allows you you know when you're making love to go for 
you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you might have some pain in your body or your arms might be getting tired or whatever that whatever is happening to you. You're, you're feeling cramp in your legs or in your belly or in your abs or whatever. And endorphins kicking in, boom, because you have to reach the end goal, which is uh, pleasure in itself or like reproduction to go deeper into it, okay? So just think that endorphin kicks in like, and that's why sex and exercise are two of the things that are really, really important for the human being and that generates some of the most amount of neurochemicals. And just one little thing, one, just one little side note, and I, I hope that I'm not wrong when I say this, but I'm pretty sure that I've read that one of the actions that generate endorphin in your daily life is laughing. When you laugh so much, you're generating a lot of endorphin. So keep that in mind and, and you know, smile and laugh every day if you can. It's really good for you. Not just for endorphin or serotonin or dopamine, but for a lot of good things, all right? Just to keep you in a, in a good mood and to, you know, be a better version of yourself like we're working here. All right, all right, all right. And finally, we're gonna talk about oxytocin. And even though this is not a neurotransmitter in itself, it's an, a hormone that acts as a neurotransmitter, all right? So I'm just gonna treat it as a neurotransmitter. Um, oxytocin, oh my God, it's so, so, so important. And when I learned about this one, on this one, I think I can do a whole episode as well. On, when I learned about this one, my life also changed a lot when you get to understand what oxytocin is, okay? So just take oxytocin as the, the social neurotransmitter, all right? So it's what makes us connect with other people. When we have high levels of oxytocin, uh, we usually have high levels of oxytocin when we are with friends, all right? With the people that we like or the energies that we like, you know, we have high levels of oxytocin but even more when we get into physical contact. Of course, go back to the animal state, go back to a natural state of, of humanity and think about an animal, you know, like the end goal, survivability, how to survive by reproduction, what tells you or, or what makes you reproduce, physical contact, of course. Uh, physical contact is really important to generate oxytocin and and it doesn't mean that whoever you touch you're gonna have more oxytocin because that person you might not like okay and you might have low level of connection or low level of oxytocin with that person but usually and you might have heard this before if you are too much into self-development and everything but hugging hugging it's a really easy way to generate oxytocin for me it's really interesting when i was in the united states and i think in an, in an many other countries of course but uh, when you meet someone you give your hand you do handshake and it, oh my god culture is a whole different topic to talk about but like it's funny you know that you do a handshake and and uh, you don't give hugs all right you give hugs when you know someone okay but in the spanish culture to women men to women uh usually give two kisses and, but anyways, like don't worry about it. I don't want to go too too long on this thing, but just remember, oxytocin is like the social thing, and also it's very important, very 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 important. When you are born, it's one of the most important moments in your life, 
and that's when oxytocin is generated so so much with whom with your mother all right so if in the moment that you're born your mother or you as a baby feel some sort of rejection towards one another that's gonna impact your whole life and you can research and you can learn a lot about trauma and birth trauma and all these things okay that is very closely related with oxytocin okay so they say scientific say or psychologists or whoever you know they say that when you're born it's really important that your mother holds you in her arms for some time all right before they do checkups check-ins or whatever like at some point in the first i think six hours i heard i don't know but in the first hours of your life of a baby's life um it's important to create a connection with the mother so the baby feels safe because the baby has been nine months inside or seven months or i don't know science and things have changed so much but like whatever nine months in the bellies of of the mother and and to go out into the world you know breathing air and like all these new experiences you know the baby feels like where the fuck i am uh but so that's why it's important to feel still the heartbeat of the mother you know and like that's when you the baby and the mother generates so much oxytocin okay in the first moment of life but again sometime later i'll do a whole episode on oxytocin because i think it's so so beautiful to understand like how social interactions and and especially to to know uh, that this fucking neuroscience thing if you haven't heard about and if you haven't heard about the neurotransmitters how it's so important for your life and for your brain okay so if you want to learn that with me go for it if you want to read books watch youtube videos do whatever but i recommend you I highly recommend you that you do a little bit of research on neuroscience and the neurotransmitters because it's gonna help help your life a lot, okay? And it's gonna help you to, going back to the topic, to become a better version of yourself, okay? And lastly, to finish up this amazing episode, I wanna bring a little section that I don't know if I will do always, but I hope, well, it's a little idea that I got, because like I talked about philosophy, okay, and one day I'll explain my vision of philosophy and and to me uh, this is gonna be called like the philosophical reflection of the topic of today, okay? So just bear with me, okay? We're just gonna, we're not, we're not gonna talk about philosophy and like the history of philosophy, don't worry about it. We're just gonna philosophize a little bit about this topic of neuroscience, okay? And like, um, so for example, I studied philosophy and I was uh, very against science at some point, you know, and I felt that philosophers were a little bit against science, you know, because science was trying to prove things and universal truths and philosophy is about thinking freely about life, okay? Uh, or something like that, or like getting knowledge, all right? But uh, the thing is like, uh, to not go too long with this episode, I just wanna say that um, there are scientific discoveries, okay? that philosophers didn't, or the biggest minds uh, in history didn't have access to. So they couldn't know about these, but ever since the scientific revolution, we have discovered a lot of things about the human being, all right? Like neuroscience. So the things like, I think that it's really good to take what resonates in you about science, you know, and what you can apply to daily life. 
but don't get caught into the scientific rules and patterns and everything because even science can be wrong at some point okay and that's like my perception and my invitation okay i take science like as um you know like when you add a little flavor to your food it's like science awesome yes but if it doesn't resonate with you fuck science all right and do philosophy just think about life freely because that way you're gonna develop your brain like a lot you know and like especially because you're not in the laboratory being a scientific but you are in your brain every day and the more you train your muscle or your brain as a muscle the the stronger it becomes and the more agile all right so so and the the last thing about the philosophical reflection is that um you know you're gonna hear about these neurotransmitters about dopamine serotonin and all these not just from me you might have heard them before you might have here you might hear them in the future and what in what i invite you to do as a good philosopher that you are and you will know one day i will share with you why you are a philosopher even though you might not know it yet uh what i invite you to do is to be critical all right to be critical of everything that i say to be critical of everything that you hear but to be smart you know, and to become wiser and to to research a little bit on like whatever topic you find, in this case about neuroscience, you know, to make your own mind, to develop your own thoughts and your own judgment about this topic. And then to, you know, to feel what you wanna feel about it, all right? Doesn't matter what I said, it doesn't matter what you read, just be self-critical, I mean, self-critical, like um, develop your own judgment, develop your own thought. Because in the end, I might stay with you for 30 minutes on an episode and you might not hear me again, or someone goes into your life and then gets out. But in the end, whatever happens to you in this life, my friend, since the moment that you're born till the moment that you die, you're gonna be with yourself so the better you are, the better have, the better life you're gonna have, or at least the more conscious life you're gonna have. Okay, and like that's my only hope with this podcast. With in the future, I hope the membership site and the video courses and everything is just to help you to have a better life, to become a better person if you wish to. Put the name that you want: better, good, more conscious, deeper, whatever you wanna say. Okay, I just wanna help you. To get some insights you know to to have a better day uh, with the crazy things that i share okay but in the end uh, i am not in power of what you feel so i don't really care what you take this as i it's just an invitation like always anyways this episode was a little longer than i expected but uh, that is very good I am very, very happy that you are here. And if you have listened to the whole episode, oh my God, I am so fucking grateful. I am in love, like making this podcast, you know, it takes me a lot of like, not time, but like a, a lot of like effort to like get into this because it's only been four episodes and I hope that I get to many, many more. So again, if you want to support me for now, you can give me a little comment, a little like, a little whatever, you know, saying, hey, I listened to your episode, you should keep going, and I wanna, I will keep going, okay? 
so yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You know you're gonna have more episodes soon, and I hope that you got a little value from this. Uh, you in the future, I will do, I will go deeper about these topics, and I don't want to repeat myself anymore. I really hope that you have a good day. Uh, whenever you're listening to this and a good life and the neuroscience is part of your heart now and like always you know let's fucking go